Welcome to the Clear Admit MBA Admissions Podcast. I'm Graham Richmond, and in this special episode of the podcast, we're going to take a peek inside the career services function at a leading business school, and we'll do so by hearing from two special guests, both the head of career services and a current student. The business school in question is the Kelly School of Business at Indiana University, and the reason why we're connecting with them is because of a special program they have in place called Me Inc. We'll hear exactly how the job search unfolds for students at Kelly and gain an in-depth understanding of the career services function in general. Plus, we'll hear both the student side and the career services side. This episode should be pretty eye-opening. And in terms of like optimizing your own career outcomes, if you're tuning in today and thinking about that path to business school and the job you want to have, I know that a lot of our listeners, you know, you're probably knee-deep in MBA applications or interview prep and all that goes into getting into business school. But I can assure you that listening to this episode will pay big dividends as you chart your path beyond business school. So let's start by introducing our guests today. Um, first up, we have Rebecca Cook. Rebecca um, is the head of career services at Kelly. Um, she joined Kelly back in November of 2009, initially as a career coach within graduate career services, uh, then moved up to the role of director of coaching and development in 2012 before joining the MBA program office in 2016 as executive director of the full-time MBA program. In 2019, Rebecca was asked to become the executive director of Kelly undergraduate career services and in 2022 became the executive director of Kelly career services encompassing both graduate and undergraduate career services. Uh, Rebecca also has a kind of corporate background. She was most recently a portfolio manager and senior equity analyst with Voyager Asset Management. She has over 14 years of investment management experience. Her undergrad was uh, completed at University of Wisconsin-Madison, and she has an MBA in finance at Indiana University uh, at Kelly. Um, So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Graham. I'm excited to be here today. It's great to have you. Um, our other guest who's going to join us today is Andrew Lash. And Andrew is a current second year MBA student at Indiana Kelly. Um, he's originally from Salt Lake City, attended Brigham Young for undergrad, and he had five years of experience in the digital marketing and advertising world with SmartClick, an advertising agency uh, prior to business school. Um, now that he's a second year, I can share that he did an internship uh, as a senior brand manager uh, intern at Procter & Gamble. He is the co president of the Kelly Marketing Club. He's vice president of the soccer club. He works uh, as an admissions counselor uh, as a second year student. Um, Some students do that at Kelly. Um, He's also a member of the Consumer Marketing Academy and the Leadership Academy. So welcome, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here today. No, it's really a pleasure, and I'm I'm personally just super excited because it's great to have um, Andrew. You know, your perspective as a student, and Rebecca, yours as someone who's sitting, you know, in the career office running the show there. So I just cannot wait to hear kind of how these two perspectives, um, you know, just can sort of shed light on everything for our listeners. So Rebecca, let's start with you. I wondered if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself, like beyond the bio that I gave. I mean, how did you end up coming to Kelly, and and what do you love about this work that you do now? Sure. Um... Yeah, so it wasn't actually in the life plan. <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, you think of an MBA and you get your MBA and then you have your path all laid out and did that for a long time. And then the financial world blew up in 08 and 09 and the firm I was working at was shut down. 
um, was trying to figure out what to do next. And my husband's a Kelly MBA as well. And we decided to flip our lives and move back to Bloomington. Neither of us are from the state of Indiana, nor you know, really other than going to school here. Um, but we decided let's try it. And um, so I worked, I moved into an interesting role in graduate career services originally that tied my investment background to what the career side. So I was coaching students going into the investment space, both investment banking and investment management, actually in private wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so kind of, and we've worked my way throughout the different areas of the school, but really, really love working with the students. It's so much fun to get to know them as on an individual basis, but then also see them succeed and then see them see them come back. And for example, we just had the this past weekend, the class of 2013 came back for their reunion and they're about 50 or so of them. And it was so much fun to reconnect with everybody. Yeah. And I hear that like time and time again from folks in your role and in admissions about how it's really about that, those touch points with students and, and graduates that are just so rewarding. Um, Andrew, I want to turn to you. Tell me a little bit more about yourself too. Like what led you to Kelly? Um, what were you hoping to do post MBA when you first began your application process? Is that, you know, have you, are you on track with that? I mean, just give us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So as, as you called out at the beginning, my, my background's been in marketing uh, and advertising. I left my undergrad really loving the world of marketing and specifically the kind of blend, at least in my head, the blend of like the analytical business, data-driven decision-making side, and then the creativity side. So I went into advertising thinking I was pretty creative. Um, then I met like real creative people and realized, okay, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as uh, creative as I thought, but really found a niche kind of a more on the data analytical business side of things and the strategy. Um, I loved what I was doing with SmartClick, um, but after about five years, I ultimately felt like it was time for me to make a change and to really I really saw myself kind of on the other side of the table. So going from the agency side to the brand side, being a little bit more involved in the full business strategy process, more of the full marketing funnel and not just the promotion side. And so for me, I started really looking into brand management as a career path, which allowed me to stay kind of within the scope of marketing, but to look at the business as a whole um, and to be really cross-functional in terms of looking at the business again through marketing, but touching a lot of different areas. And so that really appealed to me. And in that process, I started looking uh, at different business programs. I had some um, previous connections um, from my undergrad that kind of pointed me towards Kelly. I knew Kelly um, having a, as a program, having a really strong track record for turning out great marketing students and alumni um, and just having connections with phenomenal uh, companies. And so I really started doing some digging there. And just the more that I learned about Kelly, the more excited I became about the prospect of being a student here um, and going upwards and onwards. And so I, I came in with the focus of kind of making a pivot, but staying within marketing, going from advertising more into brand management mm-hmm. in the consumer packaged goods space. So that was kind of the plan from the beginning. And again, the more I learned about it, the more it felt like a good fit. So that's kind of uh, the, the road that I've taken up to this point. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like you're very much on track. And we hear that all the time about Kelly having this you know, real strength um, in brand management and marketing. And so it sounds like you're in the right place. Uh, Rebecca, tell me a little bit about what a typical day looks like in career services. And I know you're probably going to say there's no such thing as a typical day, but like, what, what kinds of things are you doing on, a, you know, on any given day? Sure. Um, You're right. There isn't a typical day. But um, most of my days are honestly filled with meetings, but it's meetings with students. It's meetings with program offices. um, Because as you mentioned earlier, I cover graduate and undergraduate. So we have 
think seven graduate programs and then a very large undergraduate program here at Kelly. So I'm working Mm -hmm. with people across all those different programs, um, as well as student leaders coming in, Kelly Student Government on the undergrad side. Um, But really just trying to be involved with all the different areas and then really taking the overarching synergies and looking and say, okay, this is working really well on one side. How can we help that leverage or how can we leverage that to the grad side or vice versa? Um, also company relationships. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'm dealing with companies reaching out to us, whether they're looking for Kelly talent or we're making building new relationships or expanding relationships. So it's a lot of different things, which is why I love the job because I get bored really easily. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So um, Andrew, I know, you know, a lot of the people that listen to the Cleared Met podcast are people who are kind of you know, they're in the throes of applying to business school or thinking about applying to business school. And so on on some levels, you know, they're not, they don't know a lot about what the experience is like of being an MBA student. And one of the things in particular that I'm curious about is how much time does like a first year MBA spend on the careers piece, especially in that like first semester? Because we hear a lot about how academically, you know, there's quite a lot on your plate when you get to business school. So I'm kind of wondering if you can, I know you're going to have to, you know, go into the time machine a little and think back (laughs) to what it was like a year ago for you, but just give us a ballpark sense of like, how is your time split between academics and, and job? hunting or even, you know, it sounds like you're pretty active socially and in in clubs and things on campus too. It's a tough question. Um, It's probably, you know, you ask five different people, you'd probably get five slightly different answers in terms of how to manage your time. (laughs) My sense is that pretty much any top MBA program or probably really any MBA program is going to intentionally try to gear you up for the real world in the sense of giving you more to do than you could possibly do and learning, teaching you to learn how to prioritize and make decisions. And so in that sense, like there's always going to be so much to do and it's hard to find the right balance. And so everyone's going to find a little bit of a different balance depending on their priorities. That said, um, you know, in all the conversations that I've had with my peers, my second year students and even alumni and so forth, I've never heard anyone say, you know, I wish I had spent more time focusing on academics and less on uh, the career search. And so I think pretty (laughs) much everyone would agree, like, as much time as you can dedicate to your career and really discovering, you know, what do you want to do next by having lots of networking conversations and calling people and getting to know what is this career like? What does your job look like? And then understanding, obviously, the whole recruiting process in terms of interview prep and resume prep and applications and all of that. And so I think everyone wants, you know, in hindsight, looks back and said, I I could have spent more time there. And so the people that I saw that were really successful were very well organized when it came to the career piece Um, that, you know, boiled down to having very specific goals for each week of, you know, this is the specific number of people I'm going to talk to. This is how many hours I'm going to spend on it. Mm -hmm. Um, That block off time on their calendars and say, yes, I have time for academics and homework and group projects, but also I'm going to make sure I have, you know, this many hours dedicated each day to talking to companies and reaching out and, you know, continuing that career search. And so those people that were really well organized and made sure that it didn't slip through the cracks uh, were the ones that were really successful. Okay. Yeah. And one thing that we talk a lot about on this show, which, you know, we often talk about sort of admissions advice. We talk a lot about career planning and career goals in terms of, you know, through the lens of the application process, because most, you know, schools, including Indiana Kelly are asking, you know, people to write about this in the application process. And I, I think, like you say, those who have a good idea of what they're thinking about doing can really hit the ground running. Um, but I guess along those lines, I wanted Rebecca to walk us through what I mentioned at the top of the show, which is the 
this um, kind of, I guess I could call it like a program or a philosophy that you have called Me Inc. Um, what is this? And, and how does this approach in career services at Kelly impact students? Sure. So I'll give you a little background on this. And we started Me Inc. and we launched it in 2010, the summer of 2010. And it was brought forth because what we saw is our students were meeting with companies and the companies were always saying, well, they could be a little bit more polished. And this was early, uh, but you know, really need to be able to tell their story, really be able to connect whatever they've done in the past to what they wanna do going forward. And so we created this program, um, had through interesting discussions with faculty and everything to allow us to basically take, the first year we took a week of a two week orientation. And we said, we're gonna run this, we're gonna take the entire week, divide the entire class into small groups of, call it roughly 15. Mm-hmm. And with a, a facilitator who's either, mostly in most cases, it was career services person running it, and occasionally with uh, somebody from the program office. And really delve into and get to know these students, help them tell that story, help them learn everything about kind of how they can begin to present themselves. So that's how it started. And that first year was honestly a resounding success. Um, basically, the call it the third week of our program, we have something called roundtables where we bring in 30, 40 companies. And that first year, the company's like, we don't know what you just did, but it worked really well. Oh, wow. <laughs> and your students can, can actually tell their stories better. So we built on that. And this year, we just had our 14th iteration of it. Um, we change it every year. And it's a we always get feedback from the students, and then it, and change it a little bit depending on what people are looking for. But it really is. It's now it's actually two weeks, um, not the entire two weeks, but a significant portion of two weeks where we mm-hmm. still take the students into small groups of again about fifteen, and really start getting them to talk about themselves. So first day, they're going to be telling their story to these other 14 people in the room that they just met. (laughs) And they're drawing it out and really kind of beginning to talk about things that have changed them, things that have shaped them, and how they've gotten to where they are today and what they think they want to do going forward. So we start with that and really then delve into how do you do this? How do you start building that brand? What does that brand look like? Building out your LinkedIn, building out your resume. Uh, really starting to talk about it. Begin to talk a little bit about informational interviews and then interviewing, but it's really focused mostly on networking mm-hmm. and then that personal branding aspect. Uh, but it's interesting, but you know, the first day of the Monday to the final day of a Thursday or Friday, depending how the calendar works, it's the change is awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> it just how listening to what somebody said that first day to how we end it, and and that's just the beginning. So Me Inc. is, again, it's the two weeks of orientation, but then we build on that throughout the entire, well, really the entire two years they're there, but mostly in that first semester of programming within their academies that Andrew's in the, or was in the Consumer Marketing Academy. So within that group, they do specialized training building on the Me Inc. program. Okay, so I, now I'm dying to ask Andrew, and we'll get to it in a second, Andrew. I'm dying to ask, like, whether you remember what it was like when everyone gave their pitch on kind of their, you know, their their goals or their back on what they're trying to do on day one versus the end of that uh, process. So we'll get to that in a second. But Rebecca, I did want you to tell me a little bit about the job hunting process. I mean, you mentioned these academies. Um, I, I just, you know, once you start an MBA and, you know, obviously I know a lot of people tuning in want to work in consulting or tech or other kind of very popular target fields, um, you know, consumer products, et cetera, right? So what what does it look like in terms of once you've started the program? And it sounds like 
the first thing is this nearly two weeks of kind of orientation around careers, but what yes. else happens? Sure. Yeah. So our so our students go through MeInc, and in that process, so we have six academies, and these are think of them as like focus areas where you want um, you know you you have an idea of what you want to go do, and then these academies will be working with you throughout your time at Kelly uh, to help get you the skill sets that you need for those areas. So we have consumer marketing, we have business marketing, consulting strategic finance, which is like corporate finance, capital markets, and then supply chain and digital enterprise, which is supply chain operations. Mm -hmm. um, and so the students select into one of these six academies. And again, think of them as what, like Andrew went into the one because he knew he wanted to go into a CPG type marketing role. So the consumer marketing brand makes, or the consumer marketing academy made sense. Um, so within these academies, again, they're learning a lot of the specialized skill sets and the training that they need to be successful in the job. So that first semester is building off of MeInc, but also then a lot of the basics of what you need to understand. So a lot of it, like in consulting, a lot will be spent on casing. Mm -hmm. How do I do case interviews? How do I train for that? How do I begin to tell my story and become good at that in a casing or consulting action? Um, within like capital markets, we're learning about investment banking, investment management, private wealth, all the different areas that are tied to that space. Mm -hmm. So they're a little different depending on focus area. Um, but a lot of this is designed because recruiting has moved earlier and earlier. Right. So a lot of our students go to pre-MBA type programming in the summer before they get here, um, which is again why Me Inc. is important. And one thing actually I didn't mention with Me Inc. is there's a lot of pre-work that's tied to it as well. So there's about, call it 30 hours of pre-work that we introduce the students to in April before they actually start oh, wow. anything, before they start anything. And this is, again, thinking about why am I coming to school? Why am I thinking that I want to do whatever this is? And beginning to put that resume together. Just, again, a lot of the basics. But that can then help them get ready for some of the summer events that happen. And then once they start school, like I mentioned, the roundtables event, that happens, again, like second, third week of the program. Um, so it's really quick before you're put in front of companies right? and you need to be ready. And again, as after COVID, a lot of the recruiting timelines just moved forward mm -hmm. and moved earlier. So our students are being, are doing interviews for internships now, um, oh, wow. which didn't happen 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's so many things that have changed. I mean, I'm now recalling my own experience in business school and thinking about how, when I was, you know, accepted, what you did in the spring and summer before business school was figure out where you wanted to go travel and backpack, yep. um, you know, and, and now we hear, you know, a lot of the folks in the cleared admit community are talking to us about pre MBA internships. And so it's great that you're kind of getting them some of the me ink materials. It sounds like 30 hours worth of it, you know, prior to their kind of showing up on campus for, to start. Uh, Andrew, you've been patient. I, I, I would love to hear about your specific experience with some of the programming that Rebecca's referring to, um, you know, and also I, I know we mentioned you have you have this internship um, at Procter and Gamble. Maybe you can kind of unveil if you know um, what you're going to be doing after business school, since you're now a second year and maybe have an offer in hand. Yeah, yeah. So, Me Inc was an awesome experience for me. Um, as I mentioned, I came into the MBA pretty well. You know. I, I felt like I knew what I wanted to do. That said, I wanted to keep the door open. I wanted to make sure I really knew what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, Me Inc. was super valuable. I think anyone that comes into the program, it's really valuable. And a big part of that is just 
we're all taking two years out of our lives. We're making a pivot of some kind, whether it's like a major career shift or, you know, a, a smaller one, we're accelerating our career um, in a similar field. But all of us are kind of at this inflection point where we're going through a big change and it's so helpful to take some time out before classes just ramp up and recruiting ramps up and you don't really have time to kind of gather your thoughts and think through things clearly. So valuable to have this time to slow down and think, you know, what what have I done up to this point that has led me here? Why did I ultimately make this decision to come get my MBA and where do I want to go? And so just taking that time to kind of be really introspective and to do that in a safe environment with your classmates and to build those relationships early because your MBA is so collaborative. Um, again, any program you're going to go to is going to be a very collaborative experience where you're working in teams constantly and you want to get to know these people on a personal level early on. And uh, to, to your question earlier as well, you know, it was night and day to see kind of people talk about themselves mm -hmm. at the beginning versus at the end after you've kind of had this time to really think through it and to kind of hear, okay, what are other people saying? Can, you know, can I help kind of pull and learn from that? And then obviously these group discussions being led by coaches, by mentors that help kind of build those relationships and just gives you a really safe environment to feel like you're stepping into your MBA when the, you know, fall starts, when classes, recruiting, all that begins that, you know, you're ready to go. Um, so it was an awesome experience for me. I felt like I developed some really good relationships. I felt like I understood myself a lot better. I felt like I was entering these conversations with employers with a much clearer direction and more confidence in my story and in my brand and that I could kind of speak to what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it and why I was qualified. It certainly helps with any type of imposter syndrome that, you know, some of us may or may not be feeling to just really feel like, okay, I've done a lot in my career that's led me here and I'm qualified to be here and, you know, let's, let's hit the ground running. So it was an awesome experience. Ultimately, I attribute a lot of uh, my success in recruiting back to that experience with me, Inc., and everything that the Career Center does, they certainly give you all the tools to enable you to go out and to get a great internship, a great full-time offer. So, you know, as you mentioned, I, I interned with Procter & Gamble this summer. For me, that was, uh, you know, a dream come true in a sense. I wanted to get into brand management. P&G was always on my list. When you think about brand management, consumer packaged goods, you know, P&G has to be on the list of one sure. of those great companies that does a good job at building big brands um, and just does marketing the right way, in my opinion. And so it was one that was always kind of on my radar. I had a chance to meet a lot of Kelly alumni at P&G, you know, through the recruiting process and a lot of that, you know, coming down to these events and academies and different things that uh, the Graduate Career Services enables us to, to have access to. And so had a great experience this summer with my internship. I did get a full-time offer to return and I, I am going to go back next summer, which is great. So my wife and I are just starting to look at housing options in Cincinnati, which is uh, a whole new level of stress and, and excitement. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're excited to be going back. And again, I attribute a lot of that to a lot of the tools that, uh, that Rebecca was talking about. Yeah. Well, congratulations on landing that full-time offer with P&G. Um, as you say, kind of one of the big names when you think about, you know, consumer packaged goods and things. Uh, I guess, I mean, just to unpack these steps within Me Inc., you know, I, I guess there's this process of, um, I, I guess Rebecca was talking about this developing an in-depth understanding of yourself, um, and then you were referring to building mentorship relations. Um, it sounds like working one-on-one -on -one with career coaches, and then there's this other thing that um, that I'd read about on the website, which is this learning the four-phase process, which you guys call DNIP. 
Um, what does that stand for again? Can somebody, Andrew, do you, do you remember? Are we going to put you on the spot or I know, I know Rebecca must know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me take a stab at it. Okay. Rebecca, correct me, please. But <laughs> I believe it's discover really, you know, learning and understanding kind of what it is that you want to be doing and understanding what, what is out there. So discover network, obviously getting to know people and the company and understanding the process and then interview. Obviously the interview is a big process in getting that, um, that opportunity and then perform, obviously going and out and executing. And so getting all these tools throughout the process to help you in each of those steps in terms of like your discovery and your learning phase to the actual networking and interview, and then obviously performing in the interview and in the internship and so forth. Got it. Rebecca, did he get that right? He did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank goodness. Now, one thing to add on that too, is it's, um, I don't have a visual, but it's, it's picture like a, a callus or like a, an ancient Greek building, for example, where you have some steps going up to it and the, the tall columns and then the, the triangle of the roof. And we really spend most of that time on that discovery and that, that networking phase. And what happens is most people just like, okay, I need to find a job. I'm going to go in and jump into interviewing. And they never actually take the time to step back and look and discover. It's like, what am I really looking for? What does that, you know, is it types of companies, industries, geographies, what am I doing? You know, really, why am I doing this? So really spending that time on that discovery phase and then using the networking phase to build off that because we want you to go out and have conversations with alumni, with other connections, and learn if you're really heading in the right path. So we want to make sure that you, as you have conversations, so like actually, Andrew, I'll use you as an example. You thought you wanted to do CPG, so you probably went out and networked and then confirmed that that was the right area you wanted to go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it could have been the case where you went out there and you're like, you know, actually, this doesn't sound right. So maybe I want to do more of a business marketing role, or maybe I even want to move completely different and go into like a supply chain or operations role. And that's where that, again, that discovery and network plays a huge, huge portion to it. Because also, if you do the homework there, it makes the interviewing process so much easier. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about as both of you have been speaking today is just, you know, it, it feels like this type of program works really well in a close knit, smaller kind of setting. Like it just feels like, you know, Andrew, you get a lot of attention and a lot of kind of personalized attention at a place like Kelly, which is fantastic. Um, I wondered though, can you tell me something, Andrew, that you found really kind of surprising about the Kelly MBA experience? And I know you're not done yet. You're going to graduate in the spring, but you know, you've been there more than a year now. You have your job lined up, et cetera. Like, but is there something that you just hadn't expected? Yeah, you know, it goes right in line with what you were saying in terms of that, like that tight knit community and tight knit culture. I think I was just blown away at like how many people remembered my name. (laughs) Um, And it sounds silly, but like how many people knew who I was and like people that I had met in the interview process to come to Kelly, you know, a year before getting here. And then I come to campus and they were just so excited to meet me in person, remembered who I was. You know, I didn't expect that at all. And then throughout, you know, me Inc., throughout my classes, like having a much more personal relationship with faculty, with professors, and then on to, you know, the alumni network feels so tight knit. And the fact that, you know, everyone just feels like they have a, like a real shared interest in your success and wanting to help you be successful, helping to want to get you where you want to go. Um, And then obviously the classmates, like my, you know, 
fellow first years looking back at last year and then, you know, our second year, so the, the class ahead of me in particular, like just how much they were willing to mentor and help, you know, all of those that had gone through brand management, consumer package goods, you know, recruiting, like were so willing to help me with the interview process and just getting me ready to go. And so just mm-hmm. this tight knit community where everyone seems to, to know your name and to want you to be successful. I think, um, I hoped for that coming into my MBA program, but I think I was just blown away like at the level and the degree to which people really seem to care, which was awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit, Rebecca, and ask you a question. I feel like I have to tap into your, you know, knowledge in kind of career development and things. And so, you know, given that people who are tuning in are kind of just embarking on this journey to business school, I know that they would love to hear from you any advice you have about what could they be doing now? I mean, I'm sure they're writing essays or thinking about you know the application process, but you know, imagine they have some free time to work on their kind of career development. What what would you suggest someone do before they even arrive in business school to ensure a kind of great post MBA career outcome? Sure. Honestly, I'd say go back going to the discovery phase. And Again, it's some people know or they think they know exactly what they want to do going into an MBA program, and some don't, and that's totally okay. So I would probably spend time actually networking with my current connections, whoever, you know, colleagues or other friends, family, whatever, undergrad alums, uh, and really, again, start exploring and what does that look like and doing some of those, call them informational interviews Mm -hmm. to learn, do I think I'm heading in the path I think I am? or not. And because if you come in and you've done a lot of that homework, that's going to actually make your first year a lot easier. Um, So I'd say focusing on that and then just beginning to think about, okay, how do I want to tell some of the stories on my resume? How do I want to tell, make sure my LinkedIn profile looks up to speed? But really, again, thinking about things I've done in the past and then how I can connect them to what I want to do going forward. So how do I make those connections between skill sets, between interest, mm-hmm. between things you've developed on whatever your prior job was that may have absolutely nothing to do with what you want to do next. That's totally okay because you can, again, take some of those transferable skills. And, but again, it's you have to be able to connect the dots from, again, that past to what you want to do next. And usually it's you actually can do this in pretty much anything. Yeah. And what's interesting is that that's actually good admissions advice, I think, in the sense that when candidates are writing essays about their career plan or why they want an MBA or what they plan to do, the ability to kind of demonstrate to the admissions team what it is in their background that's going to help them to be successful um, post-MBA as well, even though they're trying to make a career pivot or change, um, is really, I mean, that that's a, that can be tremendously valuable in the application process too. Definitely. Um, so great advice. Yeah. Um, I want to, I, I feel like I have to put you on the spot a little bit, Rebecca. You know, the job market has been kind of wacky of late. You know, we don't, people are, it's been really hard for people to predict like where the economy's going. There are these sort of weird ups and downs. And, you know, I've seen this over over the years in graduate management education, you know, you mentioned um, the financial crisis in 2008. Um, there was the dot com bubble bursting back in 2001, and so I, you know, these things sort of come and go. But I wondered what you would say to a current applicant who's sort of wondering, like, is now the right time to go and get an MBA? Um, and how does your office sort of navigate, you know, when when things, you know, when some industries aren't hiring as much as they were, and, and you know, th- these sort of ups and downs. Sure. Yes. And this, this, it does go in cycles. So I'd say right now, I mean, yes, within consulting, within the tech space, even a bit in investment banking, the numbers are down in terms of hiring Mm -hmm. and particularly I'd say consulting. Um, But that's a situation where 
honestly, people just aren't leaving consulting. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not that they don't have business. It's more of just uh, they're not traveling as much, so they're being paid really well, and they don't have to travel, so why would they leave? Right. <laughs> um, I, that's really what it is. So it's it's just they have to work through the cycle and people will eventually move on to different things or business will continue to pick up. But all of these things go in cycles. So they will come back. So if you're looking at applying for, let's say, fall of 24, mm -hmm. by the time you graduate in 26, it's probably going to be completely different. Right. Um, I'd say for students now, though, we're really trying to help them look at, okay, what are some other ancillary areas that can still get you a lot of the same skill sets that eventually then you can move into your area of focus? So if you want to do consulting, and consulting's hiring, like I mentioned, a lot less than they historically have, okay, what about internal consulting? What about strategy within different companies? Mm -hmm. what, you know, what are some of those other areas you can go into that then a couple years down the road, you can switch into consulting when that opens up a little bit? So again, I made a comment way at the beginning, but uh, your career path is not linear. Yeah. <laughs> it's You can have a 10-year plan and that's lovely, but it usually doesn't work. Right. So <laughs> it's it's sideways, it's circles, it's whatever, but it's don't, whatever job you go into straight out of of your program, it's you're not gonna stay there, most likely. You'll probably move within, call it two, three years. Yeah. And that could be moving up within the same company, but in a lot of cases it's changing companies. Yeah. And so again, looking at what are the skill sets that I want to gain right out of an MBA and then finding opportunities to do that, that can then help, again, get you to the maybe that second step going forward. So right now, it's it's just kind of helping helping students recognize there's other ways to get places than maybe the necessarily the direct path given the current hiring market. Got it. Yeah, that's great advice too about consulting in the sense that my suspicion would be that if you go and do internal consulting or internal strategy for a Fortune 500 company or something, um, you would be you know, super desirable when it comes to consulting companies then looking to hire because they love to get people from industry with that kind of expertise. So yeah. um, great advice there. Um, Andrew, I want to turn to you. Just We have really time for just one more question here. But Andrew, if you're willing, can you give our listeners some advice about the application process to top MBA programs? Any like words of wisdom or things that you wish that you'd known in hindsight? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, my wife reminds me that I love to give advice, so I'll try to keep <laughs> it at a minimum. Um, I... Uh... You know, one of the things that I found most helpful as I was looking at MBA programs and working through the application process and something that I could have done more of um, was really just talk to as many people as possible. Um, you can call it networking. If that is intimidating, don't call it networking. But really, that's where you get to know so much about the program, the opportunities, you know, the the, the alumni network, just really understanding what it is you're getting into. You're going to be taking, you know, two years out from your career. This is going to be such a big commitment. You know, the opportunity cost of not working, the cost of tuition, whatever it might be. Like there's just so much going into this that you want to make sure you find the right fit and you're with the right community that's a good fit for you. And that ultimately this is what you want to get out of it. And I just felt like for me, talking to as many people as possible was so helpful. And so talking to you know, the admissions team, talking to current students, talking to alumni where possible, and just making sure you're finding the right fit for you. Um, obviously, it also helps in the application and, you know, interview process. The more that you know about the program, the more you can speak to that and really give, you know, a tailored response for every program that you're applying to and really showing, you know, why this specific program is right for me, you know, because you've done your research. And then obviously the same skill set will apply once you're in your MBA program and you're working with 
trying to get an internship or a full-time offer is you're going to go through that same process of just doing a lot of informational interview research, talking to people. Um, and so just, yeah, that, that would be my, my advice is talking to a lot of people, doing that research. And um, I found it really enjoyable too. It was intimidating at first, but just the more you get to meet people and hear people talk about their experiences and how excited they were was, was great for me. And then ultimately doing that so that you can find the right fit for you because you want to find a program and a community that's, that's the best opportunity for you. Got it. Yeah. And it's funny because as you were describing that advice and that process, it made me think immediately of me, Inc. and the first phases of, of that. So it's perfect. <laughs> um, well, listen, I really appreciate both of your time today, um, Rebecca and Andrew. It's just been really interesting to talk about, you know, life at Kelly and, and specifically, you know, to see or just learn about this journey in terms of careers and, and what you all are doing, um, Rebecca, in the career office and, and how you've experienced that firsthand, uh, Andrew. So thank you so much, um, both of you, for making time to do this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Clear Admit podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes, and please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this show wherever you listen.